Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm recording in my van, so sorry about any audio quality issues today. This is another short episode, more feedback on our three favorite RPG projects. And we have Safer's entry, late entry into the project, and Safer asks us the question, which is more important, the rule system or the group? So we're going to have calls from M.W. Lewis, Arlen Walker, John Allen Large, and Safer Fantasy Crafting. Let's get into it. Hey, Jason, MW here. I'm sneaking in a call while I'm sitting here in my office. I, I have a meeting in about 10 minutes, so um, before I go get a cup of water, I just uh, listened to your uh, the Ray Otis uh, call-in or quick, quick episode, and I did listen to the favorite RPG episode. Uh, I think it was yesterday I listened to it. And um, sorry I didn't call in. You know, I kind of felt bad I didn't call in. I just play, I play AD&D and Basic, and that's about it for me. So I don't, I couldn't name three. I could have cheated and been like, I've also played um, Osric. So I could have said, or Castles and Crusades. I could have lied and said my favorites are, you know, AD&D, Basic, and Castles and Crusades. But I, I didn't like Castles and Crusades that much, to be honest with you. No offense to it. It's probably a great system, great game. But I just I don't you know, I like AD and D and basic. I'm kinda I'm kinda simple that way. Just like I like skiing, I don't snowboard. So as I was saying, it's kinda simple for me. I just I just you know, I don't have a lot of time. I think that's part of it. And there are other games I like playing. You know, my sons and I play other games like Risk, Monopoly, Chess. Um, we have this card game we absolutely love called Squirrels. And I've been meeting with a group of friends that I've made over the last year or so in Virginia, and we've been playing board games too, like Katana. Uh, oh, oh, another game I like to play with my boys is um, Ticket to Ride. In fact, we're creating a, an edition of Ticket to Ride, uh, or a derivative of it, called Ticket to Die. It's kind of like a spy game, and we, we're really working hard on that one. So as you can see, I, I just don't have a lot of time for RPGing, and just like skiing, when I don't have a lot of time to do something, I, I tend to just stick with what I like. Instead of trying new stuff, like I don't ever try snowboarding, just because I don't have a lot of time. So I just want to do what I enjoy and not worry about other stuff. But that brings up a point, which I'll get to in a second. Before MW gets that other point, I just want to say Ticket to Die sounds fascinating. Maybe we can either get you on this show or you can do a segment on your show about Ticket to Die. I would love to hear more about it. And if it's on your show... I'll definitely point listeners to that because that sounds fascinating. Let, let me let you finish your ideas. That brings up another point, Jason. M- MW still, uh, and this is the last segment, I promise. Um, when you call into my show, you mentioned you don't want to talk about things that aren't D&D related. But uh, you, you, that's okay. I just want to make that clear to all your listeners and, and all my listeners. So I'll bring this up next time I activate the emergency podcasting system to do call-ins. Uh, it's okay, just because I only play D&D, you're certainly welcome to talk about other editions when you make call-ins to my show. I, I welcome it, actually. So I'm not, you know, it's not even like I tolerate it. Don't feel like, just because I'll only talk about D&D primarily doesn't mean a call-in. If you have a great point to make or want to make a comparison to another game, you know, that's fine. Please do so. All right, anyway, great episodes. Bye. AMW, thank you for that. I will not hesitate to call into your show about other podcast. By the way, you could have called in with just one or two entries to my contest, but it's okay. I'll have other contests in the future. MW's podcast, by the way, is the worlds of MW Lewis. There'll be links to his show and all my caller shows in the show notes. Next up, 
We have Arlen Walker of Live from Pelham's Wasteland. Hey, Jason, it's your boy Arlen Walker here calling in with a sort of brief uh, single call-in perhaps or perhaps a, a short series of call-ins as I like to do about the um, February contest and all the entries and all of that sort of stuff. And um, I just want to say I really enjoyed the contest, all of the the kind of 16 entries on or the 16 uh, people who submitted entries, I guess I should say, because it's what 16 times three is eight times six is 48 entries total. I think um, really enjoyed all of that sort of stuff. I, um, I, I feel like it was a little unfair to group my call-ins with Barney's call-ins because Barney's were so much longer than mine, even though mine were the second longest. Um, well, and John Large's was a little long too, so I'll just add that. But anyway, um, really enjoyed that whole event. Hey, Arlen. Yeah, I didn't mean to say your entries were second class or anything. They definitely weren't. I really enjoyed your entries. I just know some people kind of tune out when calls get longer. And I think I even admitted after playing John's or before playing John's that his were a little bit long and probably should have been put at the back with yours and Barney's. So it, it wasn't anything personal. It's just trying to set it up for the best listener experience. Okay, let's get back to Arlen's calls. Anyway, I'm disappointed that I didn't win, of course, although I did not uh, already pick out a charity of choice. So I guess I would have to do that if I had won. Um and I uh, actually had a, a whole – basically, I had a um, therapy session, I guess you might say, this morning, which is to say I, I talked to my therapist online. And, of course, the office charges me at the beginning, but they charged me less than I expected. So I had some extra dosh to uh, send in the direction of the Crush Foundation um, which I feel like is a good a good uh, thing to do, and I, I may end up sending some to the, uh, the 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 other one you mentioned that for some reason is escaping me um, right now the the foster care support thing um, anyway because I feel like that's you know a good thing too and maybe I'll figure out something of my own that's worth supporting as well. The two charities we gave the prize money to were the Crush Foundation and Forgotten Angels out of Florida. There are links to both those in the show notes. And I will add, uh, for specifics, uh, I really enjoyed Ray Otis's uh, late entry into the, the contest, even though it came after the um, cutoff for entries. I really enjoy his thoughts on lots of sort of stuff. I'm, I'm hoping that we get more plundergrounds at some point. Um, from Ray Otis, but um, I really enjoyed his his call-ins and his thoughts, and I thought that the the spreadsheet of 85 games is, is hilarious and wonderful. And of course, I'm a, a big fan of Barney Dicker of Loco Ludus and his uh, call-ins. Uh, maybe I'll have to figure out how to do like a, a tipsy interview or something with him. Although that'd be a little difficult because obviously uh, evening drinking for him would be basically noon drinking for me. So um, not impossible to do, but a little weird. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But that might be a fun thing to do. Um, 
Anyway, so all of that is to say, kind of wrapping up, that I, I really enjoyed this uh, kind of arc on the Nerds RPG Variety cast, as it were. Um, it was it was fun to listen to all the different calls and all of you know people's choices of games and ideas about games and what they were excited about and all of that sort of stuff. And I think we are planning on talking a little more about that sort of thing, but I'm going to hold off saying more on that front until we have kind of finalized our plans and want to advertise to people about that. But um, anyway, really enjoyed it. And I, I really, not just the the kind of content in the discussion, but I also really appreciate the um, kind of uh, charitable contribution element of the, the whole process, if that makes sense. And I, you know, really uh, respect you a lot for, you know, putting your money where your mouth is and all of that sort of stuff. And um, glad that Carl decided to give it all to charitable foundations and all that. So anyway, thanks for doing. Hey Arlen, I always enjoy the contest I put on. I love hearing people's thoughts and the things they like and their opinions. So, I mean, my call, my show, I, I love putting out my thoughts and content out there, but I also love the feedback and the listener calls and my show is kind of like a, a, a blog where the sh- all the calls or the comments and people talking to each other in the comment section of the blog. It's, it's a lot of fun. But you did mention John Allen Large. So I think you, you called his attention because he called in too. Let's hear John. Hey there, Jason. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. I've just finished listening to your episode 321, the first of your slightly shorter episodes. You asked people to call in and say what they thought of the format. And yeah, I've got to say, I'm a big fan of sort of shorter length episodes, you know, maybe about 10 to sort of 15 minutes or whatever, because... I try and listen to like these things when I'm at work and quite often things come up that like break my attention span, like the phone will go or whatever halfway through an episode. So for me, I, I sort of get lost in like bigger episodes. I end up having to go back and re-listen to them or they just end up sitting in my playlist until I eventually get time to listen to them, which is fairly difficult as far as it comes to like a block of time. So yeah, I really love the shorter episode, dude. Hope you stick with it. Look forward to hearing what you're doing in the future. Take care, dude. Hey, John. Thank you so much for that feedback. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to try to... I've always wanted to keep them half an hour shorter, but it's tough. Maybe by putting out shorter ones, I can do that. I mean, yet the previous episode to this one ended up being like 26 minutes long, and this one's going to be close to 20. It's just hard with the calls, and I don't want to do a separate... I don't want to do like every two weeks put out a separate call show because I think that stifles the conversation and people respond to other callers. But I am going to try to keep them shorter. Next up, Safer of Safer Fantasy Crafting. Hello there, Jason. Just Safer here. Just wanted to say uh, thank you how much and how about how much I enjoyed that uh, podcast you did on your little uh, competition about uh, people's three favourite RPGs. It was a really interesting podcast hearing everyone's opinions and uh, preferred systems. But I think there's some... Other interesting things that you could take from that in, first of all, I was very interested to hear the way games seem to have changed over the years, the the popularity of games have changed over the years. I did a podcast uh, a while ago where I mentioned some of the popular games of the past through from the 80s through to the 90s into the 2000s where I listed the, the popularity, most popular games, and it was interesting to see how some of the most popular games of the past weren't even mentioned by people today now, which is... I find quite interesting and a little bit 
little bit strange and, and, and in some ways for my own preferences a little bit disappointing but um, I'll go to the same message Okay, so perhaps disappointing is the wrong word, but perhaps a little bit sadness because, I mean, I, d- I didn't feel like I was qualified to say what my three favourite games were, systems were, because I haven't played it. I'm not a real role player and I haven't played enough systems uh, to really make any kind of judgments uh, or even preferences. And, and I think some of my tastes have changed over time. I mean, one of the things I found sad was no one mentioned RuneQuest. Um, you know, I think someone mentioned Mithras and it was only really Call of Cthulhu that was holding up Chaosium's um, percentile system. But, you know, RuneQuest was a massive game in the past and no one even mentioned it. And that's a little bit sad to me. But even though I loved the game when I ran it in the 80s, I don't think I would say it was on my favourite games now because I wouldn't want to run it now because I don't think I could run it now. It's not a question of preference. It's a question of faculty. I don't have the brain power anymore to run a game like RuneQuest. I can't be bothered with the crunchiness of the system. So perhaps um, preferences and favourites change over time, not just on a choice but on a necessity of <laughs> hey say for you are a real role player don't don't say that there's different ways to role play it's not there's not one set thing where you have to speak in funny voice and you know there, there's no set ways to role play so you, you are a real role player and, you know quit putting yourself down like that my friend as far as rune quest goes i think we suffered i didn't get that many calls from the uk I, I'm pretty confident if Shandy Andy had called, RuneQuest would have been his favorite game. Maybe we would have seen DX and Merp or even Aftermath as his third. But I, I'm pretty confident Shandy Andy would have put RuneQuest up there as number one. And, and there are a bunch of other people who do enjoy RuneQuest. It is seeing a resurgence, but they just didn't happen calling the show, unfortunately. Okay, back to your calls. I did also just want to say, Jason, kudos to Evil Jeff for mentioning Paranoia because that was one of my favourite games back in the day. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it was my antidote game. When you played too much role-playing, it was the game to play to clear the, pla- the palette. It, it really, I found it a wonderful game just to take a step back uh, when other games had perhaps frustrated me and I got tired of them. But uh, the, I love Paranoia in that, that for a while I tried to win it, you know, and it's almost impossible to complete do your secret missions from your secret cults and also complete the mission from the computer it wasn't until i realized that you're not meant to win that game you're just meant to lose spectacularly uh that's the way to play it uh that i got into that game but yeah uh, I'm, I'm really glad to hear evil jeff mentioned paranoia and the only one that did mention it but again other games of the past like vampire masquerade that was massive in the 90s and no one mentioned games like that traveler you know they were the traveler runequest and ADD were the mainstays of role-playing in the 80s and only one of those got mentioned. AD still the king. To be fair, Graham from Gaming from the First Age did mention Traveller. But I suppose it's good that the hobby is evolving and moving forward and not just staying static in a way, although there is some sadness that some systems have seemed to have fallen by the wayside. But I think what I always want to say is what, what this is suggesting, this talk about systems, is obviously leading to the, I think, the obvious question of well-worn again, well-worn subject, uh, perhaps worn to death is does system matter is it actually that important the system is group more important you know i mean if you get the right group is it be that you could probably much enjoy playing any system really um and if you had the wrong group would you pretty much not enjoy playing any system at all because it's just the wrong group so i think myself that's the next obvious question is uh does system matter and uh is group more important? Or do they work together? 
Is it is it a group and system working in tandem? I'm going to interrupt Safe for one last time to do a quick answer to his question. Does system matter? Yes. Is the group more important? Yes. Do they work together? Yes. So I've said on this podcast and other and called into other podcasts over the past few years that the group is much more important than the game. And a good group can play a bad rule system and have fun, where a bad group isn't going to have fun even with the best rule system. But I do think different systems do a better job at genre emulation than others. So I think the system can matter, but it's not as important as the group. And I think if you get the right group plus the right system, because some groups are going to go towards different systems. Some group are more um, simulationist and they want to play a simulationist game. Other groups want to be, you know, more, uh, I don't know, storyteller kind of games. So it just, it depends on the group, but I, I, think you're right on those premises let's go to your last call then so yeah there, there we go i think bit of a half-formed thought i've just fired these messages off after listening to your podcast jason i haven't really thought them through i don't know if there's something you could work with or perhaps use on your own podcast uh so yeah it does do you need the right system for the right group would you have perhaps a group that you enjoy playing fantasy role-playing games with that wouldn't be interested in playing sci-fi games would you need a different system for another group do these things all work in coordination with each other? Yeah, I'm not really thinking this through properly, but yeah, if you want to find the question, my favourite system, uh, Jason, in the end, getting old and not having the brain power left, it is actually just let's pretend with dice with my nephew. Just think of a number, think of some shit, make it up. Oh, that spike bit system. Here we go, spike bit system. That's the best system. Okay, Jason, take care now. All the best to you. Bye-bye. It's hard to argue that spike pits three-step system isn't the best system. I hope you do another podcast, Safer, and expand on those thoughts. The other thing I think Safer brought up that is interesting that I'd like to hear listener thoughts on, what kind of game, how have your gaming tastes changed? He talks about gravitating towards lighter weight games with, with less and simpler mechanics as he's gotten older. Is that true for you? Have you found yourself going from simulationist games to more loosey-goosey games? Or maybe you've gone the other way. Maybe you've started to embrace the crunch. I'm curious on people's thoughts on that, if your gaming taste has evolved over the years. But that's about all I have for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all my callers. And I will talk to you guys again in a couple days. When I field more controversial calls about AD&D, to include some from Spike Pitt himself, don't miss it.